Hey everyone, welcome back to the Empowering Artists Podcast. My name is Rebecca and I am your host for the podcast episode today and always, um, it's always been me. So uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited that you're here. If you're a returning or new listener, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time out of your day to listen. And today we are going back to a segment I'm doing here on the podcast, which is called um, Actors Chat. So for those of you who might not know, um, I am an actor here in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, I do film. I do television. I do stage. um, Musical theater is kind of like what I love to do. So I've had a pretty um, wide experience with Um, being a professional actor in a major city, um, in a market. So I'm super excited to be sharing um, this sort of like industry information um, and just sort of like the business side of acting. Because um, when I was in school, um, we took a lot of classes and everything that were required, but there was never really like a how to be an actor class, like in the real world, like from a business side, um, and just sort of like how to find auditions, like how to have your material materials ready, like what's, you know, industry standard, what's not all that stuff. So I'm hoping that this segment on the podcast is going to help any aspiring actors out there sort of just get it all straightened out and understood a little bit better. So today we are going to be talking about unions, what they are, why they exist and how to get into one. Now, I will preface this by saying that I am not in either actors union. So for the um, for like the stage actors, like theater actors, there's Actors Equity Association. And then for the um, like film and television, um, there is SAG-AFTRA, which is Screen Actors Guild. And um, geez, I never know this one. It's like American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. So that's, um, they're two separate unions. So SAG-AFTRA is often just um, abbreviated as SAG and um, Actors Equity Association is AEA. Um, And the reason why it's SAG-AFTRA was because I believe at one point um, Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA were two separate unions. And then at one point they combined into one. So the big, the biggest way to make a distinction between the two of them is one of them is for theater and one of them is for film and TV. So these are the two unions in at least the United States. Um, I think in Canada there's ACTRA or maybe that's in Europe. Um, I'm not too familiar with um, those unions, but um, and generally speaking, this particular episode will cover the unions within the United States. So... Um, yeah, let's start off with Actors Equity Association. So as far as the history of equity is concerned, I'm not too familiar with it. Um, I believe it most likely came about, well, I mean, honestly, both of these unions, as all unions do, came about because the workers wanted to have protections against them in the workplace. Um, And with Actors' Equity Association, they do represent all um, stage actors, in the United States at least. And also, um, they represent, like, actors in theme parks, um, on cruise ships sometimes. So, yeah. Um, I guess we'll start with how, I guess, to get into a union. So when you are an actor auditioning, and we'll just talk about theater for a second, when you're an actor auditioning for theater, you can have three classifications. You can be a non-union, you can be an equity membership candidate, 
and you can be a member of Actors Equity Association. So non-union means you're not affiliated with any union, um, which is what everyone starts off with because no one is, you know, born into the union. Um, and then the next tier, I guess, so if you think about it, about it as a ladder, so non-union is sort of like the first rung. The next rung up is Equity Membership Candidate, or EMC, as it's often abbreviated. Um, this means that you have worked a union contract and you are now working towards being a full union member. So basically, you're eligible to join the union once you meet like certain classifications. And then in, um, to be a full member of Actors Equity Association, so again, for the theater, um, the theater union, uh, you have to have a certain number of weeks worked on a union contract. And that is how, and those are called like equity points, and that is how you become a member of Actors Equity. Um, so again, starting off, everyone is a non-union member for, um, again, both unions, but we're just talking about theater right now. Everyone starts off as a non-union member. And the way you become the way you become eligible to join the union is that you have to work on a union contract. So you have to work on a contract um, by that is, you know, given out by Actors Equity. Um, and there are a couple ways that you can do this. Um, I mean, there's really only one way to become eligible to join the union, but it can happen a few ways is what I'm trying to say. Um, so the way that I became an equity membership candidate, so EMC, that's like sort of where I'm at on like those rungs. So it's like the middle rung. I um, was an understudy. So someone who uh, studied a role at a local union theater in the DC area. And I did that for one of their shows. And I was working an equity contract and I became an equity membership candidate. So that was how I became an EMC status, I guess. I don't know. I think it's just like EM. We just say like, oh, I'm EMC. Um, so the way that came about, and I want to make sure that this is like really clear. It's not like, you know, I walked in and I auditioned and it was like the first thing I got was like a union contract as an understudy for a role. Like that's not how it happened. I, I was auditioning for probably a year at that point, like a year and a half. And I had just gotten my first contract within a professional theater like, you know, a pr like a pretty big size professional theater in the DC area. I think, yeah, the summer before. So I had just gotten off a contract. I was working on that contract non-union and this contract because I was working in a union house. So a union house is another way of saying it's a theater that is part of, you know, an agreement with the, with Actors Equity Association and they're required to hire equity actors. Um, and so I was an understudy for this production and I worked, um, I think it was like a total of six or eight weeks. And I now, because I worked those six or eight weeks, I can't remember which at this point, that means I have six to eight points. So one week equals like one equity point. And how it works is that in order to become a full-fledged member of the union, so it's like once you start earning your equity points, you're considered an EMC or an equity membership candidate. And then I think once you work, I think it's 25 weeks or something like that, somewhere in like that mid-20s range, um, 
that's when you are eligible to become a full member of the union. And I think what the current rules are is that you can continue working as an equity membership candidate until you hit a certain number of weeks. And then after you hit that number of weeks, you become a must join. Now, I believe the number is 52. Again, this is all stuff just coming off the top of my head. Um, I don't know exactly if like the specifics have changed or not since I last looked at this. Um, so it's like once you hit 25 weeks or 25 points, you are able to join the union. At least that is the number that I remember. Um, and then at 52, you can be still work as a union um, equity membership candidate from like the from week one up to week 52. And you after you hit 52, I believe you become a must join. So at that point, if you want to work another equity contract, um, after you hit 52 points or 52 weeks, then you become a must join and you must join the union. Um, and again, those numbers I, I believe are accurate as time of this recording. And of course things change always. So that's just something, um, you know, how that works. Um, and the way you sort of are able to get into an equity, it's kind of, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like a circle almost. It's like, you know, union houses, will only, like, you can only join the union by working at a union house, but union theaters and union houses only really hire, um, like, union actors, so they don't really hire non-union actors, so it's kind of like you have to jump in somewhere along, the, along, like, that circle. I think the way most people that I know that have gotten their equity membership candidate status is, um, they've, I think they have understudied, like, a union role or something like that, so, that is something that I find to be pretty common, at least among the people I know, um, if you're looking to become an equity membership candidate. And only union houses can um, file that paperwork and all that good stuff. So that is why um, that is why becoming part of the union can be a little tricky in the beginning, but if you keep at it, eventually, you know, you're going to come across something that's going to be for a union house, and then you just sort of have to go from there. Now, Screen Actors Guild or SAG, I'm going to be referring to them as SAG for the rest of this. Um, I believe the the full name of the union is SAG-AFTRA, um, but that's a lot of words to say, so from here on, I'm just going to refer to the film and television um, union as SAG. So with SAG, it's a little different and I will admit that I'm not as familiar with how to become eligible to join SAG. I'm just going to, again, going to go through my personal experiences. Um, so when you're wanting to work on a film, so like a big production, you can actually, I'll just use this example because the movie's out at this point. Um, so like I mentioned before, I live in the Washington DC area and in the summer of 2018, Wonder Woman 1984 actually was filming in Northern Virginia, which is the area that I'm from and in Washington DC. So I ended up, um, working as a background character, um, which is just like, you know, a fancy way of saying like the people in the background, like the extras essentially, um, I ended up working as an extra on the set and when you get to set, okay, so let me back up. So productions can be classified as union productions or non-union productions. Now all of the big TV shows, um, movies that you see in theaters, those are union productions most of the time. Um, occasionally you might get like a, um, like an indie film 
that's like, you know, done really well. But most of the time, what you see on TV in, in the movies, like in the movie theaters, those are union productions. So you, it's the same thing. Union productions must hire union actors. So then the question becomes, how does one join the union? Um, so for SAG, what you have to do is, and this is how I did it, um, you have to earn three background vouchers, essentially, to become eligible to join the union. And then you can join if you want. You're not required to join, but it's an option. So that's where I'm at as well. I am eligible to join Screen Actors Guild. I'm eligible, eligible to join SAG because that is what happened to me. And let me just sort of walk you through how it can kind of go. So when you walk onto set as a background role, um, you have to fill out some paperwork. And um, they're going to give you a voucher, which is basically like, um, think of it as like a pay stub. Um, and, you know, it has all the information, what you worked, when you worked, all that stuff. And it's really important that you keep these for your records. Like, I still have mine. Um, so, yeah, you always want to make sure you keep those um, just in case, you know, you're, it's your paperwork, you're responsible for it. You should always make sure that you have all your bases covered. Um, and so what happens is you walk up and then union actors, so union background actors will go into one line and union and non-union actors will go into another line. And what the only difference is that the vouchers that they're given and union actors who are in the union as background performers, they have certain, um, certain protections against them, basically. So um, what happened to me was I was in line, I was getting my non-union voucher, and they said to me, oh, actually, you're going to go into the union line. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, I was hoping that maybe I would get like a union voucher, maybe one or two. Um, but, you know, it happened and I was like super excited. I was super grateful because not only do does that count towards, you know, my eligibility into the union, but you also get paid more, which is really nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, at that point, um, you know, you have a union voucher for the day. And so you, ha you have to get three union vouchers if you're a non-union actor, which again is what everyone is when they're starting out. And then you're eligible to join the union. And I think for this one, if you want to join the union, you have to contact the office and you have to pay like some dues and some fees and then you can become... Um, you can become part of the union. Now, whether you want to do that immediately for either union is sort of a conversation that can go on for a really long time, so I won't get too much into it, but that is how you can join the union for SAG at least one way. There are other ways that I'm not so clear about. It has to do with like landing a speaking role on like a TV show or a movie. I'm not clear on the specifics, so I'm not going to go through it, but I feel like a lot of people end up getting eligibility through like their three vouchers working background. And I was very fortunate that I got um, nine, I think it was like nine union vouchers working on Wonder Woman 1984. Um, so I, I had my three. And the cool thing about the unions, again, is that you're offered certain protections. So um, with the SAG voucher specifically for Wonder Woman, people who were working on the union vouchers, um, and I believe um, this is true or at least this was true across the board. So it's like, no matter how long you're on set, up to eight hours, it's like you're paid that rate. And then if you're working a union voucher, um, you're required, or the production company is required to feed you six hours after you step onto set. And if they don't feed you um, six hours after you step onto set, then 
um, the production company is penalized like every half hour. Um, you know, you haven't eaten past that six hour mark and that's money that is then given to you. Um, after eight hours, I think it turns into time and a half. Um, and then I think at like, I don't know, it's something like maybe 14 hours, it turns into, or maybe 12 hours or something, it turns into double time. And then I know 16 hours is triple time. Um, so I remember hearing like this older, um, couple say that, oh, like six, the 16th hour is like the golden hour because that's like triple time. Um, and you know, shoot days can go really long. Oh, and as far as like, you know, the double time, triple time, again, it could have changed since I last, you know, heard them because again, that was 2018 at the time of this recording, it's 2021. So things have definitely changed. Um, so I don't know if those specifically have changed, but you know, those are just examples of certain, you know, productions that you as an actor are given. Um, so yeah, that's sort of, um, how I became both eligible for SAG and Actors' Equity. Now, I personally, um, am not in a position to become part of either union at the moment, um, and I'm okay with that current position. And, you know, in the future, I'm hoping and assuming it will probably change, and I'll hopefully, you know, join the unions at some point in my life. But that's sort of how they work, and, you know, how you can, or one way to get into eligibility for either union. And another, I was having this conversation with someone else and they were like, oh, what are some of like the benefits of being in the union? I'm like, well, mainly it's protections. Um, I sort of went over some examples of protections on like a film or TV set. Um, in the theater, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you're given a certain break every, like, you know, 60 minutes or like, I think hour and a half, something like that. You're just, it's made sure that you're given your breaks and that you're not overworked and that you're given an adequate time to eat and that you're not at the theater past a ridiculous time. And yeah, it's just, they give you protections and as a union, they're there to make sure that you are safe. Um, and, you know, they take it really seriously because I think SAG has something called global rule number one. And it's that if you're a union actor, you only take union projects. And it's the same thing with Actors' Equity. If you're a union actor, you are only allowed to take union projects because if you're working a non-union contract, the union can't protect you. And that's the whole point of being in the union is so that they can protect you and you are protecting yourself. And then I know Actors' Equity also has health insurance and I'm pretty sure SAG must have something similar. And they're just there to sort of protect you in your acting career. And they they have certain rates that they'll negotiate with a production company. And then, um, yeah, it just makes sure that you're, they just make sure that you're treated in a fair manner on set. Um, so yeah, guys, that's sort of just a brief overview of the unions. Um, it's kind of why they exist, a little bit of how they exist and how to you know, get your foot in the door to become eligible for one. Um, I could do a deep dive into both equity and SAG um, and just sort of talk more about it. I wanted this one to be sort of short and sweet and give a brief overview for all of the actors out there who are looking to learn more. Um, so I really hope that this helped you. So guys, if you have any questions or want to chat about unions more, um, I would love to chat with you. Um, I'm always down to talk like industry stuff for acting. Um, so my Instagram is that artistically bold life. If you want to chat with me over there, 
And guys, it would mean a lot to me if you would um, like this podcast, subscribe to it, comment on the episode, rate the podcast, all that good stuff. It would mean a lot to me. And before we end today's episode, um, today's episode is sponsored by my free Facebook group, Empowering Artists in Business. If you are an artist of any kind looking to monetize your skills, come join us. We would love to have you. Everything that I mentioned will be in the show notes below. And until next time, guys, I wish you a very happy Monday, which is when this is going up or really whenever you're listening to this, whatever the day of the week is, and I will see you in the next episode.